Long ago in a galaxy not so far away, a podcast was born to explore all facets of the phenomenon that is Star Wars. Join your host, John Tolley, as he and his panel explore the stars here on War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you tonight, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Joe Cahill. Joe, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great, especially with what's coming up Friday. That's right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The greatest holiday on Earth. Release of Rise of Skywalker. That's right. <laughs> also joining us tonight is our very special guest, uh, Mr. Ray Rumsey. Ray, how are you? I'm uh, very well. Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, so, um, tonight is going to be kind of a shorter show tonight, So, um, but we're still going to try and put in as much content as we can for tonight, so... First and foremost, I have a little bit of news that I actually just read. A um, potential spoiler for Rise of the Sky of Skywalker from J.J. Abrams himself. Um, mm-hmm. He was doing a interview for a newspaper or magazine in Japan, and the um, the interviewer apparently asked J.J who his favorite Star Wars character was, and he replied by saying Han Solo. Um, he then turned the question to her and asked who asked the, the interviewer who, his, who her favorite character was. And her response was Ahsoka from The Clone Wars. To achieve surprise, he replied, well, then you might want to watch very clo- the Rise of Skywalker very closely. So did he just did JJ Abrams just tease a potential Ahsoka Tano cameo in Rise of Skywalker? And what do you guys think about the, that potential of seeing Ahsoka in the Rise of Skywalker? Hmm. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, yeah, she's she would. I feel like she'd be a bit older at that point, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be... Oh, a lot older. She'd, yeah. She'd be older than Luke. Right. Because um, Luke... Because by the time of Rebels, she's already an adult. She's already in... She'd be closer to Han's age, what Han, Han, would, have, Han would have been by this point, I think. So, yeah, it would be really interesting to see, you know, how they do that, if they do, who have they got cast, or are they just going to do like they did with um, uh, in Rogue One with just a name drop? Oh, maybe. You know, they could, might just do a name, a name drop, you know, where you hear the name Ahsoka, or you see something, you know, like that, so right. I know I just thought that was an interesting little little tell um, from J.J. Abrams about 
uh, a potential cameo. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, really, 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 really interesting to see how that all goes down. Uh, like I said, that was really the, as we get closer to um, Rise of Skywalker, um, I thought it would be interesting, as we did last week, to continue our look uh, through the trilogies. And last week, of course, we did the prequels. Me and Ray did the prequels. And now we are joined once again by Joe. And this time we're going to do the OG, the original trilogy. Uh, 1977 was when the first Star Wars movie came out. And I believe it was 84 when the, the original trilogy finally came to its com- climax with Return of the Jedi. Um, and I think, especially for people like me and Joe, this was the Star Wars we grew up with. This Absolutely. was this was our star this was our star our Star Wars, um, and this were these were the movies that made us fans. These were what made us fall in love with Star Wars, and I probably for most people too. I think even if you you know grew up with the prequels being you know more what you remember seeing in theaters first, it was still probably the original trilogy that made you fan that made us all fans or at least the majority of us i mean i don't i don't know about you um ray but um was it the original trilogy that really made you a star wars fan or was it the new or is it like the prequels uh, i mean no i i always loved the original trilogy I didn't get to see it when it first came out and hit theaters like most people. I mean, I was only two when it, when uh, Return of the Jedi finished up. Um, yeah. So, so take you know, that for what it's worth. Um, well, I know you've talked about, Joe, about going to see the original movie, uh, the original Star Wars, the first one, in theaters. Uh, right. When theaters had, you know, one screen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wow. Um, see, I was, I'm kind of in that in-between age between you two where I was, I'm as old as the, as a new hope. I was born in 77, so obviously I was too young, obviously too young to watch that and really too young to watch um, Empire. So Jedi was my movie. Jedi was the movie that I saw that I first saw in theaters that I went to. So that was the movie that really holds a special place. Kind of like what you said last week with uh, Phantom Menace. That's how I feel about Return of the Jedi. Okay. That's kind of a very special because that was the movie that it was the first, I guess you could say, grown up non-animated, non-little kid movie that I went to a theater to go see was Return of the Jedi. (laughs) So it holds a very, very special place in my heart. But, um, well, I mean, let's talk about the, all the, these movies, these movies here for a second and what makes them so special. Um, Joe, I'll start with you. What do you think makes the original trilogy so special? Uh, for me, it's always been the you know Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, A New Hope. 
um, yeah. since I saw it before that's, that New Hope was added. Um, been, having been a, a huge sci-fi fan, you know, I was only 12 at the time, but I loved the 1950s and 60s sci-fi movies. I was a Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, went to the theater and this whole new experience opened up with Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, the effects were amazing. The characters, you know, it made everybody want to go out and be, you know, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And some of us Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it was such a new in, in experience. Um, science fiction hadn't really reached that far, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to grasp anything like it previously um you know there were some other movies in the time period and they still just didn't see oh this this effects thing can really make a huge difference in what's yeah. going on well i think um you know it's interesting you talked about the effects because and star trek because star trek is you know people always talk with star trek about how they influenced you know science and like you hear uh, astronauts who said they became an astronaut because they watched Star Trek or engineer, you know, a person said he became an engineer because he watched Scotty and all these things. You can say the same thing about Star Wars with people in go, that go into the effects business. Right. Yeah. They were, a lot of, they were yeah. influenced by what they saw, you know, watching Star Wars, watching these effects and seeing what you what was possible you know these were things that people didn't even think were possible to do but yet here they were and these are movies that still hold up effects wise you know star wars is 42 years old and it still holds up yeah well ilm broke a lot of ground yeah uh, with with you know blue screen technology and and well everything they did in oh that, yeah, in that film. Right. Yeah, and then you know you have people like uh, well Ray and I have talked to C. Andrew Nelson, mm-hmm. who who worked for ILM, and yes. uh, as a animator and everything else, and then ended up, you know, being Darth Vader, yeah, uh, in the costume. So, and I run into him all the time in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, where where did you cut your teeth? Oh, Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You, you hear that? That's because everybody that wants that heads to that area, you know, Skywalker Ranch, and goes for that job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, what about what about you? What was your kind of uh, Ray? Your kind of history with the original trilogy, and what does it mean to you? Um, well. I cut my teeth on um, Battle of Endor. Oh. <laughs> so not really original trilogy per se, but it was because of that that I said, I, I want to watch more of that. Where do I find yeah. more? And it just happened to be on TV, A New Hope. And I, I started watching it and I said, that was really cool. I wonder mm-hmm. if there's any more, because at that time, I was so young, I had no concept of trilogies or things like that. And after mm-hmm. watching all of them in a row, I said, oh, all right, well, Return of Jedi is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think, I think especially when you're young, mm-hmm. Jedi 
for a lot of kids, Jedi will be their favorite because that seems to be the one with the most action. Yeah. yeah. It's got like, it's got that big epic battle at the end. Although, I mean, Empire did too, but I don't know, just something about Jedi just seems very, you know, you have the, 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 I the, just the like fun. Ewoks, man. I, I thought they were cool. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Especially for little kids, they like the Ewoks, but, um, but I mean, for me, you know, I don't remember life without Star Wars. I, I it's it's hard it's hard for me to but I don't remember like the first time watching Star Wars. It's like it's just always been there. It's always kind of been a part of whether or not I you know was watching it all the time or was a huge super fan. I just, it was just always seemed to be there. You know, it's always seemed to be on TV at some point. Um, my cousin had all the toys, had all the action figures. He had the uh, Jabba's Palace and the awesome. Ewok Village. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, he had, all the, he had all the toys. So we go over there and play with the toys. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... The original trilogy is just iconic. Yeah, I, that's that's the best word you can say is iconic. I mean, you can't. I can't think of a better term than iconic. I mean, the summer of '77, I saw uh, episode four 132 times. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's pretty much how a lot of us spent our summer: Got paying it. Oh, yeah. or sneaking Dang. back into the movie to theater to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I mean, I think most of us can quote entire, I could probably, I think I've probably seen A New Hope enough times that I could probably mute the, mute the TV and just do word for word the entire, sh- the entire movie. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty darn I close. Could, like, yeah. There, uh, yeah. I could just be like, you know, especially. But I was going to Tashi Station I, I, to pick up some power converters. converters. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking for like here you're looking for passage to Alderaan that depends is it a fast ship fast ship you you, you mean you never heard of the Millennium Falcon should I have it's the ship that did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs so but yeah we don't she's fast enough for you old man she's fast enough for you old man yeah and going on what Joe was saying too for that particular time period, I mean, the original trilogy, when it came to, like, the special effects, they were groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they figured out how to make lightsabers in that movie, or in those movies. Yeah. It was, like, mind-blowing, like, how'd they do that? Yeah, and it, yeah. And it, when you see how they did it back then, it was actually a real simple effect. Um, right, but they had to figure out a new way to do it to do that real simple effect. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it they, it yeah. broke ground where you know you had all these blockbusters before it. Yeah, Jaws movies that have made a lot of money, but nothing like you know fifty second big week being advertised in the paper. Yeah, because it's played solid the whole year. Ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that was a totally new experience for, for well, 
for filmmakers too. They were like, wow, how did they pull this off? <laughs> that little independent punk out there. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the well, I mean, only... it made. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, it made George Lucas a legend. Right. And mm-hmm. made him the money to do whatever he wanted. Exactly. Exactly. And he was such a smart businessman by getting the rights to like oh, the merchandise, you know, nailing down the rights, the merchandising. I mean, no one thought for, you know, yeah, 20th Century Fox was like, oh, nobody plays with toys for movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah, he built that. That's where he built his empire. Yeah. Was on the merchandising. That's where, you know, licensing that Star Wars name. Since we're you know. coming up on Christmas and we're talking merchandising, how about the deal he pulled off with Kenner? With the, mm-hmm. oh, we don't have the toys ready, but you can buy the certificate now. For oh. <laughs> you know, that was wow. amazing marketing and merchandising. Which, yeah. Uh, all of that is still stuff we do today. Like, merchandising is the way pretty much everybody makes their money nowadays with movies. And you look at all these YouTubers making buku money off of merchandising and stuff and then how often do you go and say oh we've got this uh new video game coming out in you know six months i'm gonna go ahead and pre-order it now yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's the way it is now but it was unheard of back in the day oh yeah exactly yeah i'm just saying like more groundbreaking stuff that happened then that we still use now right yeah yeah George was definitely ahead of his time. Definitely. Oh, business-wise, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and visionary-wise. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even with his follow-on films between all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming on board with Steven Spielberg for, you know, Raiders. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, the Indiana Jones trilogy. Uh, you know, they movies. started out, they picked the perfect stuff. It was like those two could not, not get a home run together. Oh, yeah, those were... Yeah, Lucas. For there was a time where Lucasfilm was the action adventure kind of movie theater for those type of swashbuckling action adventure type of type of movies. Well, and by 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 believe it was Jedi's time. You know, then you all of a sudden had competition for like surround sound. Mm-hmm. You know, to go yeah. into the theaters with yeah. uh, you know, Industrial Light Magic and everything coming out with their stuff, and you mm-hmm. know, so now the theater rumbles when when a you know a ship gets destroyed, you feel it a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, it just feels like the sounds going through you. Yes, yeah. So you know, they that that was another. They were able to compete, and no, oh, we don't have to use surround sound because they charge us money. To add mm-hmm. that to our film, so we'll just create our own system and convince the theaters to put it in. There you go, THX. Yep, THX. Yep. I remember that was always the big thing. If you saw that little that thing come up and that, ooh. yeah, it was like ooh. <laughs> You're like ooh. See, I remember the first your... time that came out in the theater. You know, it's ooh. What is this? <laughs> and you know, and then it was always advertised by the theaters. Now in THX. Right. Yes. Yes. The, the only complaint I guess I would have is that uh 
you had New Hope, which started off as such a good story, and they had like this cool groove going on, and then mm-hmm. somewhere in there, they decided to change things up and change how the story was going to play out, and suddenly Vader was Luke's father, and Leia mm. was his sister, and all this. So, like, a lot of the stuff just didn't make that much sense anymore. <sighs> And people still harp on to this day, like, oh, he was making out with his sister. Well, well, if Carrie Fisher were my sister back then, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the here's the here's the thing that people always talk about that. But if you look at it, the first kiss was when peck on the cheek, peck on the cheek, right. where they're swimming, where they're doing across. The second one was just to take off Han, so uh, Han. Right, and I wouldn't really call it making it out. He turned, she turned, he he kissed, she she kissed him, and then stormed off. You know, it wasn't like they were sitting there, you know, tongue down to each other's throats, you know, <laughs> anything like that. It was just people make it's the same thing when people make about with the prequels when people talk about, uh, you know, Padme and little Annie. It's like, oh, that's so gross, like. Nothing happened. <laughs> Either one, nothing happened. But people like to just pick something and talk about it. But oh, yeah, um, we know how that goes. Look at everything that's going on with the the new sequels. I mean, everybody, yeah. people pick one thing and just beat it to death. I mean, poor yeah, Jar Jar. Oh well, yeah. Jar Jar deserved to be beat to death, but um, <laughs> he did. He did. It's like, yeah, I, whenever, he whenever he's behind the uh, the the pod racer, you know, I'm just thinking just a little bit further, Jar Jar, just a little bit further. <laughs> just, just perfect, stay right there. No, Jar Jar was one of those characters that is too stupid to die. <laughs> this is probably true. Jar Jar is the Sith Lord who's running oh. everything. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> So, because um, nobody's that stupid. <laughs> let Let's go over. I mean, the character, the characters, really quick, because you know this is definitely Lucas talk talks about constantly when he talks about these stories about the hero's journey, mm-hmm. which is especially what we see in um, the for episode four is right. that journey of Luke. You know, the hero's journey of going through, but. Um, I mean, these are very time-tested archetypes. Right. Especially in the first one, especially in A New Hope. You know, you have you have the princess, you have the scoundrel, you have, you know, the farm boy hero who's gonna, who eventually saves the day. Then you have the villain dressed in black. You know, the black the hero guy. dressed in white. The heroes, uh, Luke and yeah. Leia. Luke and Leia dressed in white. You know... Um, you know, the bad guys all wear black or dark, you know, except right. for the stormtroopers would wear white. Yes. I, I, ironically, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we, we understand where their imagery is coming from as well. The lockstep, the yeah. blind obedience. And the fact that they're all, they all look the same. You don't know what they'll look like under that armor. Right. You know, individuality is wiped out. Yes, yes. It's it's the state or it's the empire. The empire is all important. That's the only thing that matters is the empire. 
or the Iron Fist. Yes. But I think that's how it should be. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get mine in every episode. That's right. That's right. Um, but that's actually why it's my favorite episode, uh, because it was the height of the empire, Mm -hmm. uh, before the insignificant rebellion became a problem. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But I think sometimes people forget that Vader, as cool as Vader, I mean, I think everybody remembers that first time seeing Vader walk out Mm -hmm. and just being like, oh, this guy means business. Mm-hmm. But I think people also forget because you get that imagery that Vader was not the and me if me and a friend are actually uh, at work actually were talking about something with this um, that Vader was not the main villain of episode four. Tarkin was. Because we were talking about 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 that, and and I think a lot of times people forget this that it wasn't Vader that fired the shot on Alderaan or gave the order, but he became such an iconic character that I think sometimes people just automatically think, well, yeah, Vader destroyed destroyed Alderaan, but in actuality he didn't. He just he watched. Was, he was there, but he didn't actually give the the order, but. Um, you, you actually almost get the impression he disagreed with the order mm-hmm. because, you know, it was too much. You know, I, I told you she would not consciously, yeah. you know, betray, betray, betray the, the rebellion. rebellion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, they did discuss the destruction of Alderaan and Vader was against. This isn't going to work. Even that's not going to convince her. Is yeah. How I took it. Yeah. And then but, Vader got his I told you so in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, who were like? Let me let me just just ask this then: Who are like your? Who's your favorite character from the original trilogy? Like, what one character just really stood out to you? Vader. Vader. <laughs> I, think, I think that's my man. I I'm yeah. I think you didn't go for the emperor. <laughs> Ah, well, you know, you didn't really see him in much in A New Hope. No. Well, and, or any of the, except yeah. for, and, you know. The, the holographic communication. Yeah. 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 And, the asteroid field so we could send a clear transmission to the Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, so I know Vader's line's better than everybody else's, but. Yeah. How about you, Ray? Hmm. I would have to say the stormtrooper that hits his head on the door is probably... There. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Who? Uh, quite honestly, and, and this is going to be pretty cliche, but uh, through, through all of the original trilogy, my favorite that I couldn't seem to get enough of was Yoda. Hmm. I really enjoyed Yoda. You were so young. Well, he was such a crazy, <laughs> kooky old hermit that I just, I don't know. I, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. It was really yeah. surprising to see when the when the prequels came out. The difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, he he wasn't senile yet. <laughs> senile teaching the Force. Yeah, that's a great combination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. Oh. Um, but for... I thought we weren't supposed to force choke Master Yoda. Right? <laughs> I think you may Only have... when necessary is it. It is. <laughs> I think you oh. may have been, been touched on Dagobah. <laughs> uh, for me... I think it I think it depends on what time period you're talking. Like if you had talked to thirteen year old, fourteen year old, twelve year old me, it would have been Han Solo. He was cool, he played by his own rules, he was a scoundrel. Um but now I have a soft spot for Luke. I don't know what it is, but I like that journey that they took with Luke, you know, where taking him from the annoying little farm boy to how he is in Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like that that kind of journey. You know, even though I think we've discussed this before, the original trilogy is not Luke's story at all; it's Vader's. But just seeing his journey through through that that all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they well, and it's you know, go ahead, Ray. I was say they definitely put Luke through his paces and and grew him up. Mm-hmm. Right, which is exactly what they tried to do with Anakin in the first three. Yeah, prequels. Um, yeah, failed. Me, yeah, Luke was kind of the whiny kid in the first one. Then he was the overconfident kid in the second one who got his ass whipped. And, yeah. you know, then he finally completed his journey to become a, a man and a Jedi. Well, and let's let's talk about one other character. And I think the prototype for the strong, heroic female lead in an action movie, which is Princess Leia. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, she kind of, her and Sigourney Weaver kind of set the mold. For absolutely, yeah. So women can be just as tough as guys. I know, and take no nonsense, but not come off as being like it didn't come off in a negative way for me. A little bit in in a new hope. They gave Maybe. Leia a little yeah. bit of that. I'm a haughty princess, mm-hmm. and not haughty is H O T T I E. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, as far as like. Which she gives like, Han the orders and stuff. I was like, all right, this chick's pretty cool. Yeah. But the, what I meant by that, by by not coming off, by I didn't mean a lot like that. I meant it didn't come off as being, I am better than you because I'm a woman. Right. It, it came, came off, off as, as a strong woman. I don't. It, you know, it came off as I'm giving the orders because I've earned my right to be here. Right, I'm the and one that come, what we're doing. You know, <laughs> if I'm not here because because I'm a woman, I'm here because I earned oh, my right. <clears throat> You say something? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh no, okay. You got something caught in your float? But yeah, I mean, it came off as though, especially when you get into the later, the other two movies, that she earned her respect because of what she did on the battlefield. Right. You know. It wasn't just a oh we'll give you this because you were you hold, held some title on this world we'll give you this rank it was like no you she earned that rank and she earned the respect of the of the people under her right you know and that's something we, nobody ever really talks about is the backstory on her 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the stuff I've seen where she was, you know, well, in the legends, mm-hmm. when they do a little bit more of her backstory. Yeah. Uh, you know, from an early age, you know, preteen, she's running around and, and helping build the rebellion. Yeah. As a princess of Alderaan. Um, you know, this is a little kid, basically, and she's already out running around and doing this, fermenting rebellion. Um, right up until she's, you know, caught by Vader in episode four. Right. Yeah. Then she's, you know, then she's openly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a general in the rebellion. You know, yeah. Peters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I know, I know that they did it on purpose because they had to tie everything together, but I, I really don't care. I love the way they did that with Rogue One at the end. You know, mm. just. Oh. Yes. Getting her the information at the very end. I was like, yes. Yeah. That's cool. Have you seen the, the fan edit someone did where they edited the the end of Rogue One and put it right into the beginning of episode four? Uh, mm. I have not. But so that sounds awesome. It ends, it ends with you see the uh, Leia getting, getting the... Uh, the 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 disc blueprints yeah the blueprints and the Tanta for going into hyperspace you see Vader turning to go back on the ship then you see that ship go into hyperspace then there's another cut where you see them both looks like they're both coming out of hyperspace with the Imperial Star Destroyer chasing the Tanta four over Tatooine so I'm it just goes to look for that. Yeah, I can't remember why I saw, but it just they edited it just perfectly where it just seamlessly goes from one end to the other. That's really cool. I'm gonna yeah, have to find that. Real, it was really really cool. Whoever did that did a really good editing job um, of of getting those together. But um, I see it is coming down to the end of our time here, um, and this is definitely something we're gonna have to. Um, touch on again probably because I think there's a lot we can really talk about with the um, with the original trilogy uh, so with that being said um, we have a little bit of I guess you could say house cleaning uh, if you saw our last episode uh, you also saw that it is was our officially our last episode uh, as a part of Rumble the Mist now um, I just want to clear some things up right now because um, I don't want any he said, she said, or any rumors or anything happened like that. This was um, strictly a business decision on on my part as the, uh, the host of War of the Stars. Um, uh, I talked with Chris extensively and uh, we just kind of came to the, the kind of came to the not really the same conclusion, but um, he is perfectly fine with the decision. There's no hard feelings on either part. Um, like I said, this wasn't a personal thing. It was just I felt it was time for this little pork to, sw- to, s- to spread its wings, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> um, and so we are now on our own. You can find us on anchor.fm. Just search for War of the Stars. Uh, that's uh, just search anchor.fm slash War of the Stars um, is where you can find us. We also have our own Twitter 
account now, War of the Stars, at War of the Stars. And email us at War of the Stars 1, I believe it's... Hold on, let me look up. I don't even know our own email address anymore. <laughs> uh, did, did, did you... Ah, the beauty of growing pains. Yes. War of the Stars 1 at gmail.com is where you can email us. Um, also find me at John Mark Tolly. Ah, at John Mark Tolly 1. Because I'm, of course, the number one John Mark Tolly on Twitter. Ugh, that's. Uh, and also on Facebook, uh, just search for War of the Stars, the either the page or the group, either one. Uh, we would like love to hear from you guys. And uh, just hope you keep following us through these new changes and um, continue to tell everyone about War of the Stars. Uh, we want to make this the biggest independent non-Disney not that there's anything wrong with Disney Star Wars. <laughs> but the, the large, we want to make this the biggest independent po Star Wars podcast there is. Um, we want to make this, we just want this to be huge. Um, as big as we can possibly get it. So, and that all depends on you guys out there in listener land. So, listen, uh, anchor.fm slash War of the Stars. Uh, also, we'll shortly be on most of your uh, podcasting uh, platforms. So, uh, Joe, where can people find you? As usual, you can find me over at Joe Cahill, director, producer on Facebook, and under Steamhouse Entertainment on just about any of the social medias. All right. And Ray, where can people find you? I am hanging out right now on Facebook and Twitter, as well as Anchor under the Leo effects, doing some interview stuff. That's kind of all I'm doing right now. Cool, cool. So, uh, just a little heads up. This is going to be our last episode until the holiday break is over. So, um, enjoy the holiday season, uh, no matter what you celebrate, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, um, Kwanzaa, or even if you don't celebrate anything at all. Yule. Just, it, yeah. Just, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. in. <laughs> just enjoy your uh, time with friends and family and we will see you next year and remember this isn't just my Star Wars this isn't just your Star Wars this is our Star Wars until next year may the force be with you <laughs>